Shout out Shannon for providing the coffees. She's been wanting a shout out for a while now, so I thought it'd be a deliverless shout out. And actually doing a podcast. I've been a bit slack lately. Sorry, guys. Thanks, Shannon. I'm drinking a cold coffee. You delivered it to me this morning, and it's now 3 p.m., so... Well, technically, I delivered it to you, but she made it, yeah. Thank you. Also, <laughs> don't drink coffee at 3 p.m. Don't do what I do. Pretty sure I made a meme about drinking caffeine past 4 p.m. before. Doesn't want Musashi, but, you know. Same thing. Caffeine, same, same. All right, welcome, team. Uh, episode 6, I believe. Yes. It's been a while, as I said. Uh, we're actually going to f- start the podcast off with a little game. Jane has been very reluctant in listening to the rules of the game pre-podcast. We've had a lot of behind-the-scenes discussions on how this actually works, so hopefully we can get it this time. I have no idea what's happening. Let's see how this goes. Beautiful. So what Jane's going to do, she's going to put her headphones on. She's going to start playing some music very loudly so she can't hear me. I'm going to mouth some cross-it terms to her, or some cross-it words, and she has to guess what I'm saying. Okay. This is so weird. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> Bit loud? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Nah. <laughs> okay. So, first word. Okay. Pull up. Pull up. Oh, she's good. What? <laughs> Alright, I'll talk a little bit sl- uh, quieter. Snatch. <laughs> Go again. Snatch. Snatch. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Alright, try again. Thruster. Thruster? Oh, I, can, I can lip breed. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> okay, well, I can say a couple of words then to throw you off. I don't know what you said because your mouth is behind the microphone. Clean and jerk. Clean and jerk. Ring muscle up. Ring muscle up. Okay, she's too good at this game. I'm sorry, guys. I thought it was going to be funnier, but she's too good at reading lips. You can connect your beats back to the microphone now. Okay, that was weird. How do I do that? Anyway, uh, so what we're going to get into today... I like that one. That's it. Beautiful. There we go. So anyway, what we're going to do today, team, is we're actually going to talk about some team stuff. We have team nationals coming up for New Zealand. Um, so it's very topical right now. So we're actually going to cover some questions I've had uh, recently on team competition. Uh, we'll go over that together, give our best input, and then we actually might talk about some of the workouts that already come out. Yeah, cool. The, the Sounds one, good. one workout that's come out. Was that, um, was that a bit of team communication that we were trying there? Is that what was going on? Yeah, exactly. That, see, awesome. Sorted. So Sorted for on, from on the floor. Exactly. All right. So the first question. Uh, when team training for a team competition, what's the most important thing to train? Ooh. Great question, I know. Yeah, sure, sure, Rusty. Rusty wants to have some input. <coughs> Great input. I would say the best thing to train with team competition is how you work together. So I'm going to say communication, but that can be so many things. So Rusty's got lots to say about this. Yep, he loves a team competition. Um, yeah, so how you communicate with each other, whether that's through words, whether that's, you know, one rep left, like that sort of thing, so that you know, you know, how to read each other and that sort of thing. I guess that's what I'd kind of say. So you can say like train synchro, but actually doesn't matter about that. If you've got the communication, it doesn't matter. Yeah. About the other stuff. I mm. think. 
I think communication is a big part, especially like if you're going from competing by yourself, the only person you're really talking to is yourself. So you kind of have that instant feedback. But if you're going to a team, there's someone else to consider and how they're feeling and how they're moving. So you have to kind of adjust the way you work out, approach events to suit both of you, not just one of you. Mm. I think you actually have to know yourself better when you're in a team than maybe in an, as an individual because you have to know when you're going to break or whatever before you're going to break where maybe when it's just you, you can just do whatever you want. Mm. And I think kind of you've got to be a little bit humble to go in a team. Like you gotta you gotta know yourself and you're like, no, like, okay, I'm not good at this, so I'm gonna let my teammate take over. Yeah. 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 Don't and that's just like a natural competitive thing. Like you wanna do everything, but sometimes it's best team pair to let the other people take over. Yeah, play to the strengths of the team. So like yeah, communication but actually knowing each other, you know, where those strengths and weaknesses lie because everyone has them and you know, if you can do that then you're gonna be the best team on the day. Yeah. I mean, if you're the team that's not falling apart on the floor, mm. that's a good thing. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're all fit individuals. If you can't work together as a team, then you're just going to fall apart. I've seen that so many times in so many teams. Like, they look physically fit. They carry themselves as physically fit. But once they get on the floor, um, communication starts to go first. And if they haven't trained that, then everything breaks down from there. Mm. Knowing each other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've coached a couple of teams now, and they've done pretty well. Really fairly new people but the way we trained was all about communication and looking at each other and making sure that we're good i think as well like part of that communication is keeping emotions out of it because that doesn't help anything what do you mean by that i mean you'll see a lot in different team scenarios people kind of worrying what their teammates are thinking like oh but i don't want to let them down blah 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 no one wants to let anyone down, you know, like you can only do the best that you can do based on where you are, you know, in your training. Everyone's doing their best and, you know, working to their capacity, adding a stress of like, am I letting someone down? What are they thinking? Oh, I should do more. Like everyone's pushing to their capacity. And I think as you, as long as you do that and you know that, which everybody does, it's just natural human nature. Um yeah just keep the emotions out of it and just you know go by fact and where you're at i think coming back to that letting people down comment as well like you see it in saturday morning classes when oh people are pairing up i don't want to let anyone down so i'm just gonna do it by myself like that's such a like poor attitude like not not even poor attitude but like you're so much better than that like you're not gonna let them down you're gonna let them down by to go by yourself and just doing a boring workout pair up with someone yeah have fun remember we do this because it's fun like i think sometimes we forget that like you know <coughs> you kn- <coughs> sorry rusty has lots to say today um you do this for fun you know you're there with your friends like enjoy it if you find yourself getting like caught up in the like you know i'm letting people down the anxious the anxiety like just come back to yourself and go like why do I do this? It's for fun. Like majority of us aren't going to the games. You know, we do this for fun. It's not, you know, we're not paid professional athletes. So just find the fun in it. And you'll probably do better if you find the fun in it. Our team is especially fun. We probably take fun to a little bit too far. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I'd I'd say well balanced. Well balanced. Yes. There's a lot of laughs. Great. Yeah. Um, Moving on then. So the next question is, how do you build 
a team. So if we're looking at, oh, let's go with the example for teams for like a quarterfinal, semifinal, trying to get to the game. So team of four oh. plus two alternates. Like how do you build a well-functioning team? Who do you look for? What personalities are you trying to get? What are, you know, specialties are you kind of playing for? That's such a hard question. It's a very I, hard question. <laughs> very topical right now, I think, you know, especially with, um, you know, CrossFit has just released what the kind of rules are or the changes in the CrossFit season in terms of um, CrossFit in general, like pro- um, standardized programming across all semifinals. Are they called still called semifinals now? Yeah. Oh, for now. For now. Um, Bring back regionals. And interestingly, they've brought out a rule that you only have to do the open at the affiliate. So there's not the, you know, over 50% thing to be part of that affiliate team. So here it is from the CrossFit email that I got today. Team eligibility. Team eligibility has been simplified for the 23 season. Only a CrossFit affiliates in good standing may register for a team. Anyone can join the affiliates team as long as each affiliates performs all open tests at the affiliate affiliates physical physical location and to verify an affiliates eligibility teams must be able to provide video evidence of each team member performing all open tests at their team's affiliate that's huge so like if we if we talk about the season that completely opens it up in terms of like super teams you know people are already starting to have conversations prior to this being released of like cool where are you training for the season cool i need to be there like 50 percent of the time this just completely changes it. Like, super teams, you only need to be at the Open. Would you say talking about teams now is too early in the season to be oh, discussing it? If you're not discussing it now, you are just, like, mucking around. <laughs> everybody's everybody's discussing it now. Like, case in point, um, yeah, a couple of my coaches, we just had a chat about it. One of them was like, oh, I might go to Vegas and, you know, train with them because... You know, they're looking at a team. This is prior to the changes of um, that just came out. So, yeah, I think in terms of how do you do a team, I would look at um, training mentality, like what their commitment level is. Um, yeah, and their ability to be able to commit to trainings in terms of they're all in for it, right? I think, and then you you know, you've got to look at skills and stuff as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. We could go deep into this. How do you pick a team? I think I haven't really pondered what these changes mean. Um, mm, if, I, could... if I was picking a team, I'd, I'd definitely look for people that are more, more reliable than others, like people that actually do show up to trainings, like, consistently. Yes. Like, that's what I definitely rate in person. Like, I can work with people on <laughs> skills, fitness, whatever, as long as they have that reliability aspect about them, like, I'm in on them. Yeah, but I think, and, and I agree, I agree. With the changes, though, and like I said, I haven't really properly kind of processed what this means, and I think probably people will start having conversations, but you could pretty much, like, hand-select your team and be like, where do you want to go for three weeks? Mm. Let's go do the Open there. Sweet. So you might see some teams who maybe, you know, haven't really trained together, um, and then just put that team together for the open for quarterfinals and then whatever. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to say, this is just totally my opinion. Yes. People who, you know, commitment to training, you know, have a lifestyle kind of set up that they can commit to this. Um, and then I'd look at kind of base strength. I feel like 
strength takes time to build mm. you know Agreed. like yeah and that's where you know you see even like some of the newer you know um girls and stuff coming through great fitness you know like even some skills mm. um but it's just that like that strength takes time um so you know if you have like a strong athlete you know you see some people and i can think of a couple who you know were maybe powerlifters in the past mm. they've got that great base strength you can teach skill in fitness. Like fitness yeah. is just like, how hard do you want to work? But if you have got, you know. If um, you've got that like, mongrel yeah, mentality, and, right? Yeah, and if you've got the strength to back it up, like you, yeah. you can teach fitness. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah I, I also think like, you know, balancing certain personalities in the team are great. You can't all have, you know, to give an example, four Leos in a team that will just rip <laughs> each other apart at any given time. I think you've got to have a bit balance and kind of softer people that, you know, a little bit more emotionally intact or, you know, yeah. tapped into the feelings and can read people really well. But you also have to have those fiery people, you know, bringing the team up. Mm. I think you can make any personalities work, though. I'm going to say that if you have the same goal in mind, right? Mm. Not to say all personalities do work, but I'm saying, like, if you you find a group of people who, like, you know, level-wise are there um, and you're all committed to the same goal, you're going to figure out how your personalities work because you're all you know, want the same thing. Yeah, that's true. I think that's it. It's about expectation management of like, where are we going? What are we willing to commit to that? And yeah, building a team based on that, whether that's for this season, for the next season, whatever. Yeah, mm. very true. Be interesting seeing what those changes mean and um, yeah, how people take advantage of that in the upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be interesting this season no matter what, if the new kind of change to these semi-finals in America going to two kind of big regions now, mm. west and east, and, you know, they're getting 10 qualifiers from each. Same with Europe, they're getting one, but, they're, again, they're getting 10 qualifiers. But it's still, yeah. like, Pacific, only three qualifiers. Ugh. Like, CrossFit, come on. Mm. Like, look at what the people are saying. They look have... at where the, like, the strength is coming from and get onto it, please. And look, we're, you know, we've seen online everybody already talking about this. It's already been talked about since last year of like, you know, the Pacific region is one of the strongest. And CrossFit, I think, have said they've got a couple of spots. They've that got are... a couple of spots depending on like kind of, I guess, power rankings of regions. Yeah. So of, like they can get to, I'm expecting, you know, the Pacific or Oceania region to get like at least one or two. If they didn't, I'd be very shocked and very surprised. And Yeah. Especially when you look worried. at, I think... Africa has been given two, one, and Asia's been given two. Yep, when and South America two as well. Yeah, when Asia and South America getting two and, you know, Oceania's only getting three, this, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure. Like, nothing bad on those regions, but, like, they're just not producing the caliber of athletes that, you know, Oceania, Europe, and America are producing. Yes, they have some great athletes that are making to the games, and, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they are super fit individuals to make it to the games, but... Mm. They're just not performing to the levels others are. Even, like, yeah, a couple of my friends in America, like, yeah, they were like, oh, I'm not going to the Torian. That's way too hard to qualify. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, good. Yeah, that's good that that's known. It's good good for us. Great, yeah. amazing. Thank you. So, yeah, um, teams, yeah, I think absolutely you need to be thinking about it now if you're not. It's obviously mm. not something that your gym prioritizes, and that's okay. Um, but, yeah, maybe it, it's interesting because... I feel like the loyalty aspect changes now with that because you don't have to be loyal to an affiliate. You could just do the open anywhere. You get get drafted to an affiliate team. Yeah, so it's going to be so interesting. 
yeah, mm. a lot of super teams. And watch out for um, next level fitness team training program coming out soon. Mm. Me and me and Oliver have discussed this. Exciting. Fill fill the space. Yeah, that's yeah. good. All right, moving on. This is this was actually a question from someone. How did you prepare for your first competition? Oh, I love this question. I yeah. know we did discuss this a little bit. Yeah. How do you prepare for it? What did you do? Look back to your first competition. Oh my god! It must have been some time ago now. You've been in the sport a while. Okay, my mine okay. was probably more recent. Here we go. <clears throat> my first competition was um, Wellington Cup. There was this uh, competition. This, this is barring the Open, right? Oh yeah, yeah, not including open. Yeah, yeah, in person, real life comps. Yes, I did the open two weeks into starting CrossFit, but my first official like competition that I went to was, yeah, I believe it was the Wellington Cup, um, which was quite a cool competition back in the day. So this would have been like 2013. So this was run by CrossFit Central Wellington, and what we did is we brought in this super team, which was a team of game games athletes. So back then, I think New Zealand had only sent like one person ever to the games. Um, that was Ruth Anderson Harrell, and that was pre-Kev days. Um, and so we brought a couple of like, yeah, games athletes over because these games athletes were like, wow, they're games athletes. And so the super team was put together. I can't actually remember who the first year was. It was like Lindsay Valenzuela, a couple of others, and then these other teams. Anyway, my first comp. Yeah, I was very nervous, if I'm completely honest. Worked my ass off, set goals every week of what I wanted to, you know, achieve and had certain skills that I was working on. I think it was like handstand push-ups, double unders, um, chest bars. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I There was a workout I sort of got so far and couldn't do a bar muscle-up, so just kind of spend a few minutes doing bar muscle-ups, trying to do bar muscle-ups. Um, watching these amazing games athletes like run on their hands and just being in awe of like, will I ever be able to do that? And muscle ups, like, wow, that's so amazing. I remember I got a 65 kilo clean and jerk, a couple of them, which like as a pretty new CrossFitter seemed like quite good. It was quite good for a girl back in the day. Um, I actually got on the news as well. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, so what did I do to prepare? I scared myself into working very hard. <laughs> was it necessary? No, looking back. But if you look at like, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But like, if you, if anyone's ever read Matt Fraser's book, he trained scared. Yeah. He was always scared about failing, and that's yeah. how he trained. And that's it's exactly a, being scared isn't bad. Just using how you're scared is. Y- Use that fear as motivation. Yeah. You, like, don't be scared of the, how scared you are. Use that, like, you know, how afraid you are failing to, you know, fuel your fire. Know that that's a normal human response to something that is outside of your, like, current abilities. And be like, wow, this is how I grow and this is what makes me better. Yeah. Enjoy the process, right? And remember, like, I guess from a psychology perspective, our brain is always trying to keep us safe, right? So it doesn't want us to be in a situation where we, you know, get embarrassed, look bad, blah, blah, blah. So... That's why we do that. Like, that's why, like, fear can be such a great motivator. Interesting to think about, but, Mm. yeah. 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 I remember my first competition, H-Town Throwdown. Yep. When was it? 20... I want to say it was 2017. I was going to enter scaled, and then my coach at the time was like, the fuck you are? (laughs) Like, you're going intermediate. I was like, all right, okay. 
So obviously it's pay for me. I was pretty chuffed about that. Yeah. So I don't know if there was intermediate back in your day, but no, <laughs> just RX, right? There was scaled in RX. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I did that competition. Uh, how did I prepare for it the best way I knew possible? And that was from uh, my rowing training. So trained all I thought I needed to, and then on the week of, you know, make sure I did a little bit of resting. You know, ate real well not that i wasn't eating well anyway but ate more than i thought i should uh drank lots of water and then on the day my mum was competing as well she was my idol Aww. still is um she won her division it was masters and i think i came dead last <laughs> 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 so i mean I was, I was real nervous going into it i remember it now and i think it's the most nervous i've ever been even with doing rowing in high school and a little bit of competitive swimming when I was younger. Um, yeah, I was real nervous. I remember this was one workout. I was like, I'm going to bloody smash this. So it was like a EMOM of like pull-ups and pistols and some other skills. And I remember I got dusted. <laughs> Here's me thinking like, yeah, I'll smash it. But I got smashed. <laughs> That's all right. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like um, doing that competition with my, like with mum as well. Like I've seen her doing CrossFit for a few years before that. So actually kind of competing with her was really cool. Uh, first time kind of going along to a competition actually seeing it was really fun it's cool yeah and then later that year i qualified for nationals and intermediate nice yeah i was chuffed going from last as like little competition into actually making it i was pretty stoked for my progress at that point i think yeah. it fueled something in me made me train scared a little bit it's interesting i'm going to touch on something you said you said i came dead last a- and what happened when nothing you- nothing <laughs> it was fine now the reason i bring that up is I've had so many people say like, oh yeah, but what if I come last? I'm like... Well, then you come last. Like That's some, it. Nothing some, else happens. Someone has to come last. And do you know what happens? You're the only one that fucking knows. Like, yeah. You're the only one that cares. You, no one looks at the leaderboard except for you. Maybe they do, but they don't even think twice about it. So if that's you going like, oh, I don't want to come last, go and come last. Like, who cares? Yeah. You, it'll make you better or make you work harder. Like, I've been in finals where like, I came last because I was the only girl who couldn't do a ring muscle up. You know what I did? I worked fucking hard and I got ring muscle ups real good and they were never a weakness again. Like sometimes that fear can feel good things. So Exactly. And then like at a well-programmed event, you're going to get your holes brought up. Yeah. And then after that, you're going to look back and like, right, I know what I need to work on now. And, and, and that's such a good thing for people. Yeah. And like either you go and work on it and that's something you care about or you don't. And it doesn't matter either way. Like you get to choose. Mm. Neither's right or wrong. You know, CrossFit isn't the only thing in life that matters. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. But like do remember you're allowed to have a life out of the gym as well. Mm. The gym isn't the only thing. Yeah. So I think in terms of like preparing for your competition, I mean, it depends like what you what comp you're doing. Like is it an individual? Is it like a peers competition? But I think the best way you can go prepared for it is just go, you know, have a bit of fun, but like be a little bit of competitive and get sparked up and see what you can do. Yeah. Have fun. Challenge yourself. Every competition, you will always take away something that surprises you and something like there's always something you learn and something that you're a win, you know, that you're like, wow, I did that. And something that you're like, oh, I need to work on that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and like always highlight things you need to work on. It's such a good thing for you to do. Mm. Yeah. All right, one last thing before we sign off for today. There is 
team nationals coming up next weekend and myself and Jane are entered in a team. Um, we are looking at doing a team podcast uh, this weekend, so you guys see might be blessed with six of us on one podcast. It might be quite busy, but see how we go. But the first workout has been released, Happy Ham. You seen it? I have seen it. Beautiful. Full time. We have, as a pair, row 1.5k. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Front rack hold, handstand walk. The next pair, 1.2k row, front rack hold, handstand walk. The next pair, row 900 meters, front rack hold, handstand walk. Time cap, 17 minutes. Mm. What are you thinking? Depends what those handstand walks are. Depends if you both have to do, is it 1500 meters total or like between you or both? Um looking at that time cap like is it going to get through everyone like might the last people get capped to know um what is that front rack hold weight mm. what is the handstand walk distance and so we were playing around with like is he gonna go hmm longer row those people aren't gonna be as great as handstand walking i don't know you know like do you put good rowers there but then he's gonna put a real long handstand walk so like nope <laughs> Don't know. And like, do the bar, the weights of the bars change potentially? Front rack hold while the person rows? Mm. While the person handstand walks? Mm. There's so many, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure teams will be speculating as yes. much as possible, but until the day, until it's released, yeah. nobody knows. It's fine. We're going to play with it anyway, yeah. just because like, we need a train, so whatever. It'll yeah. be fun. I mean, there's nothing in there that makes us go, Ugh. No. Love, love a row, love a handstand walk. Don't mind a front rack hold. Uh, someone else can do that, but yeah, nah, it's all good. <laughs> I say this, but then Gilly will probably listen to this and be like, oh, let me mess you up. Don't know. We'll see if he listens. Yeah, it's already programmed anyway, so. Exactly. He doesn't care what we say. Anything else from you? Nah. Nah. I just want to say thank you again, team, for listening to one of our podcasts. It's been a pleasure being able to deliver this for you. We promise that we will get on the next one a little bit quicker than uh, the next one. Consistency. Exactly. You know, we're already in the top percent of people that put out podcasts getting over three episodes, so I say we're doing a good job. Yeah, we're going to get one a week. That is the plan. (laughs) That was the goal. We will do it. If anyone ever has any questions for any of us, uh, just message us on Instagram. If you've got a question about podcasts or you want us to answer, go for it. We're always here and we're always open to your questions. Have a great day, team.